Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. With each mortgage-free home, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us. Heroes that put their lives on the line for all of us, risking their lives for our country and our communities. These heroes need your help now more than ever. Help America's heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T, dot org. What is going on, Billy Sports fam? It's your favorite history teacher, Mr. Parker Ainsworth, here another edition of FN Sports, the podcast where teachers grade sports' biggest issues. Today, we have a very special episode where we get to meet our newest intern, Billy Up Sports, who will be working directly with the FN Sports podcast, Mr. Chris Sliwa. Chris will be joining us each week as an editor of the show. He'll also be helping engage with ideas on content on different social media channels. Be sure to follow us at FN Sports 2 on Twitter and at F underscore N underscore Sports on Instagram for all the latest and see what Chris is cooking. But before we meet Chris, let's do a couple of gold stars and detentions. Our first gold star of the week goes to the L.A. Chargers coach Brandon Staley for his comments last week in response to a question about John Gruden. Now, I know everyone's heard the comments at this point, so I don't need to go through them word for word. But what I will say is 
I saw a lot of people saying, well, of course he says that about respecting all people, about doing this, about doing that, because that's the bare minimum, right? Of course we should all strive for this world or that world where this happens and that happens and so on. But weirdly, in a time where things like John Gruden have gone under wraps and the NFL is trying to convince us that's the only thing that came out of 625,000 emails and da 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 and all those kinds of things, sometimes that bare minimum is gold star worthy when you compare it to the rest of the NFL's landscape. The NFL is in a tough spot, right? They obviously have a bunch of older owners trying to cover their own tracks here and need a lot of cleaning up across the league. This is obviously not just confined to the Washington football team. This is obviously not just confined to John Gruden, even if they're going to try and convince us otherwise. But shout out to LA Chargers coach Brandon Staley for his response and for clearly striving to have a world that is different and that is more respectful and inclusive than the one we have today. An extra shout out to him for also pointing out that this does not hurt the Raiders the same way it hurts so many other people that the statement landed with. Yes, having Carl Nassib on that team or having the multiple players affected by the Gruden comments about Demora Smith are very much hurting. But there's a whole population of the world for multiple different insults and slurs that Gruden threw out there that are also hurting. And I want to say that I appreciate Staley for focusing on that in his commentary. Second gold star goes to the University of Texas El Paso, better known as UTEP, for being 6-1 and one and thus bowl eligible after the weekend. Now, I know this may seem like a small deal to some, but UTEP has not won six games between 2017 and 2020 combined. Yes, that means over the four-year span, they won just five games. This season, they're already out to a 6-1 and one start. They haven't finished a season with more than six wins since 2014. The UTEP Miners are on the rise. Shout out to them and gold star to the UTEP Miners. 6-1 and one and bowl eligible in college football. For detention, we're really just going to put an action in detention because I think we need to continue to look at the way we develop young basketball players. Uh, detention goes to the cutting of Jabari Parker and, frankly, also Jaleel Okafor. Uh, a number of guys that were at the top of the NBA draft just a few seasons ago, both under 26, both very much growing and developing, and I'm not sure there's no place for them in this league. Now, if you want to talk about them compared to other guys with much higher contracts at 25, 26 years old, I guess that's one thing. But I watched Jabari Parker play relatively recently, just last season. He logged 10 games in Boston, and I'm not sure he's done. I'm hoping these cuttings are just a sign of changing teams not being out of the league for a while because Jabari obviously has a lot of talent somewhere stored in there. He's just been a little banged up. He's just been banged up the last few years, so I'm hoping this is more of a changing of teams, not an ending of his career in the NBA. But shout out to Jabari Parker, and I'm giving it attention to cutting the guy because I think he's got more left. Again, this week we are joined by our newest intern, Chris Sliwa. And Chris is joining us because he will be working directly with the FN Sports Podcast. He'll be helping us out on social media and behind the scenes with various forms of audio content. So, before we put him to work, let's get to know Chris. Okay, Parker, so the thesis statement for this commercial is James Harden has the best beard in sports. 
What do you think about that thesis statement? Oh, I give it an A. You know, as a Houston guy, we we seem to have an affinity for our beers between guys like him, Dallas Keiko, lots of big dudes in the Houston area. What do you think about the thesis? So I'm a Jets fan, and I absolutely love the beard that Ryan Fitzpatrick has. So maybe I would give Ryan Fitzpatrick the nod over James Harden. But you're talking to a couple of bearded teachers, and we know a thing or two about making sure that you maintain that mane. So check out the beard struggle. The beard struggle, they make oils, they make balms, they even have have this heated comb to make sure that you get your beard straight so that you're looking fresh. I know I've really enjoyed using the oil they make for my quarantine beard of sorts. It's nice and long these days, but it'll <laughs> keep it nice and healthy and hydrated. And if you're a listener to our show, you can use FN Sports 15 and get 15% off your oils, your balms, your shampoos, conditioners, whatever you need to use to keep your beard looking healthy. Absolutely. Check out The Beard Struggle at thebeardstruggle.com. Whether you're just starting to grow or you have a luscious mane already, The Beard Struggle's got all the products that you need. The Beard Struggle. Feast your face. All right, Belly Up Sports fam. We are joined here by our newest intern, Chris. Chris, how are we doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm glad to finally get an internship. Seems like Belly Up is a great website to get that going. And I'm just glad to be here. I'm ready to get to work. <laughs> good, good. We're ready to put you. Before we put you to work too much, Owen, give us, give you a chance to introduce yourself to the crew. Um, Chris, obviously, we're, we're going to dive more into sports in a second. But where are you from? Where are you at these days? Ex- introduce yourself more formally. So, yeah, I was born and raised in Chickabee, Massachusetts. It's right next to Springfield and the western part of massachusetts uh grew up there my entire life then did a year community college back home hated it and then i was like get me to schools in boston because i'm just the biggest boston sports fan you'll meet so after that i found suffolk university i go there right now technically on my ninth semester of college i got two more classes right now and then i'm done majoring in broadcast journalism obviously i want to work in sports media so that's why i'm here right now but I'm just excited to get going. Well, and, and we're we're hoping that when you blow up one day, you don't forget about us at FN Sports. Right? Oh, I won't. <laughs> Never forget where you started. Um, so you mentioned Boston sports. And my first question is, why did your Red Sox have to do my man Luis Garcia like that yesterday? <laughs> we recorded <laughs> on a Sunday and on Saturday, two grand slams and two innings. Like, yeah. you could just, come on, man. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not gonna lie like going into this season I did not have the highest hopes for the Red Sox I I thought if they were gonna make the playoffs it would be as a wild card team but definitely did not expect it to go the way they did obviously they were kind of tearing it up the first half of the season then they completely fell apart but it seems like they're finally heating up at the right time Kike Hernandez is arguably the best player in baseball right now he's just been going crazy but it's good to see that our offense is going. The offense for me was never going to be the problem for the Red Sox this year. It's just going to be, can the pitching staff hold up, which for, at times they haven't, but so far it's been looking pretty good in the playoffs. Just need Chris Sale to step it up a little more. <laughs> well, and so the series is, is recording it is one-to-one. Um, as a Red Sox fan, can you talk to me about, are you as a college kid and a Red Sox fan, you don't know the downtimes that much, right? Like the, the winning has happened a lot of your lifetime, whereas there were decades before that. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. It's been crazy. Like I was born in 1998 and literally like, I think it's like 13 championships or something between the Sox, Bruins, 
Celtics and Pats. It's just been crazy. Like literally when I transferred to Suffolk University, within the first four months of being there, there was the Sox championship and the Pats championship a couple months apart. So literally my first four months in Boston, I already experienced two parades. That was crazy. <laughs> but I just remember, was it last year when Tom Brady left the Pats? Like, I just remember looking at my dad. I'm like, so this is what I'm going to experience for the next couple of years is what you basically grew up on. He was like, yep, get ready <laughs> for it. And so far, it hasn't been too great for the Pats since Brady left, but hopefully we'll get it going today. You speak about talking to your father. When I was a freshman in high school when the University of Texas won the national championship in football, right, over USC, crazy game, Vince mm-hmm. Young, oh my God, best college football player of all time, et cetera, right? Um, at least we're going to argue that here in Texas. And we're going crazy. They get the touchdown, and we kick it off. There's like 35 seconds left. Like, oh my God, it's too much time for Reggie Bush. They don't score. We're going wild. And my dad like grabs my brother and I and sits us both down. It's like, boys, this hasn't happened for 35 years. It might not happen for another 35. Remember this. And like I vividly remember like being like 14. It's like, oh God. And like he might have been right. It hadn't happened for 16 years since. <laughs> like, um, it's wild, wild, wild to think about how few and far between those good times can be. You mentioned the Pats, and the Pats, again, we're recording on a Sunday before the Patriots game, so I don't want to give too much away. Talk to me about, obviously, two decades of excellence and then the last 18 months. What have the last 18 months been like as a person that didn't know them before all that time of excellence? Uh, it's definitely been weird, to say the least. Like, I remember, like, so the way I kind of put it is, like, comparing last season and this season. Like, last season, Brady was gone, COVID year, and, like, it just everyone like Pats fans knew that it was just going to be a bad year. Like we, we didn't have any weapons on offense. There was no expectations. Like it like, we just knew it wasn't going to be a good year whatsoever. And then like coming into this year, like load up on weapons, Mac Jones versus Cam Newton debate. Like I thought this team was like actually going to be good again, but so far first month plus in, it's been a little iffy, but I mean, yeah, going back to the, previous 20 years before that it was like every every six months to a year there was another championship parade and just like having that expectation of winning like it just it people like boston sports fans my age are so spoiled and like i try to say that as humbly as i can although it doesn't sound like i'm being humble at all but like yeah we just have been so spoiled for the past 20 years like if you don't like it's championship or nothing expectation every single year and it's hard to go from what we experienced the past 20 years to what we've seen in the past 18 months. But looks like looks like a lot of our teams are turning the corner right now. Sox, obviously, like we said, in the ALCS. Bruins just started the other day. They're probably going to be looking good this year. Celtics are hit or miss every year, so we'll see how that goes. But it's been a, it's been a crazy 20 plus years for sure. To stick with the Pats for a second, and I do want to move into the Celtics. I'm a, I'm a big basketball guy, and I'd love for you to explain hockey and the Bruins to me sometime. Um, in New England, Cam Newton experiment, I'd argue COVID sent it south. Others might argue it was never going to head north. Fine. They've obviously changed gears. Um, the Mac Jones experiment seems to be working, question mark. Um, not to oh. give you make you great hypothesis as a student necessarily, but what have you thought about Mac and the post Brady Patriot this season, I guess, in a post in a later in COVID world? <laughs> so 
I'm going to be honest, like, I did not want the Patriots to draft a quarterback at all this year, kind of agreeing with what you said. Like, I thought Cam was just done awful last year. Like, he had no weapons. It was a COVID year. It was a weird year. And, like, I thought with the weapons that we loaded up on that, like, they, Bill Belichick was at least going to give him a chance to see what he could do than, like, a week before the season starts. It's like, nope, Cam's out. He's released. Mac Jones is quarterback. But, I mean, so far, Mac Jones has been – doing what he needs to do. I, I kind of don't like how Josh McDaniels and Belichick really aren't giving him that much, that many attempts to throw the ball deep. It feels like they're just like making him play it safe, which I mean, they, they've always like kind of had their quarter, their young quarterbacks be game managers. Cause that's what Brady was early on. He just managed the clock and limited his mistakes, which Mac Jones has been doing right now, which is glad to see. His best game by far was definitely against the Bucs and Brady. Like, I I thought the Buccaneers were going to destroy the Pats that night, but Mac Jones played great. The defense has played great. The Patriots right now, they cannot run the ball and they cannot stop the run, and that's just been tough to see, especially with how the defense was supposed to be so much better this year. Well, and because they, they returned a lot of guys that took the year off for COVID last year, right, defensively, and so yeah. that was certainly – Supposed to be a big boost. I will say we all watched that Sunday night game against Tom Brady, and it was the national game, right? Sunday night. And we all, I think the nation was surprised to see how well Mac Jones kept up because that Tampa defense is impressive. And I, whether it's game managing and thinking and dunking or whatever, that seems to be the McDaniel system because Brady leaves it and is throwing deep balls down the field to Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin for quite frequently, it feels like, right? Like, that's just a McDaniel's thing, you think? That's not like a, a limitation on Mac. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to lean towards it more, just being Mac, uh, Josh McDaniel, just like limiting what his quarterbacks can do. Because I mean, he caught us out with Brady and in the past couple, like the last couple of years, he was on the Patriots. There's a lot of just short passes and screens, and it seems like that's what Josh McDaniel's philosophy is. Is it going to work going forward? Probably not, but. It's just crazy because a couple of years, like he was kind of like he was in line to be the next head coach whenever Belichick decides to leave. But now, like after what I've seen the past year or two from the offense, like I don't even know if Josh McDaniels should be the guy after <laughs> Belichick. Because was it was last week against Houston? There's three straight plays and they were all screen passes. It was late in the game too. I was I was literally getting so mad just screaming on my TV. I'm like. Why are we throwing short screens three plays in a row? Like, can we do something? And somehow they managed to win that game, which was shocking to me. But, yeah, uh, the offensive play column this year has definitely definitely hasn't been the best. Well, and that weirdly does segue me into my next question. There were a number of different emotions when Tom Brady left New England, right? It, it's just like any divorce of a dynasty – all of a sudden, it's like, who do you like more? Once they, everyone likes them all together, but whether it's Belichick or Brady or the, you know, the, even the logo inside the helmet, whatever the case may be, right? Um, what were, and I know this, you're one Boston fan and one opinion, and that doesn't necessarily mean everyone thought the same, but what was your emotion as a college age kid watching the quarterback of your really lifetime, right, leaving the Patriots? It was, it was certainly emotional to say the least. I remember they got, knocked out of the wild card round by the Titans in the playoffs. And like, everyone was like, is this it for Brady? Is this it? Like as a Patriots fan for seeing and seeing that for so long, you're like, no, there's no way he's going to leave whatsoever. And then I literally remember one day Tom Brady puts on social media that he's, he's leaving the Pats. 
And then my dad literally wakes me up. He's like, Brady's gone. I'm like, no, he's not. I went back to bed. And then <laughs> later on, I woke up. I was like, oh my God, Brady is gone. But it's, it's been uh, just, just been, it, I guess I'm getting used to it now seeing him in a different uniform. But like last year, it was, it was interesting. Cause like, obviously I wanted the Patriots to win every single game, which they didn't cause they finished five, under 500. But like when it came to the playoffs and, it was all these different teams and none of them were the Patriots. I was like, all right, there's only one person I want to win this Super Bowl right here. And it's going to be the guy that just left us. So that, that was weird to say the least, but I'm glad he was able to go somewhere and win again. So that's not, doesn't sound like bitter between you and Brady. Uh, again, I think not every Bostonian's dealing with it differently. Yeah. What about Gronk? <laughs> Gronk, Gronk like that really like, I guess it really didn't affect me that much, uh, truthfully. Like, he was already gone for a year, and then he retired because of injury, and then he comes back and starts tearing up with Brady. But, like, that one just hurt me a lot less since Brady was already gone. Besides, like I said, Gronk was already out for a year plus, so, like, didn't really even expect him to make a comeback. And then here he does coming back and winning with Brady. But at least at least they're winning together and they're happy again. As long as, <laughs> as, long as that matters. They seem to be doing good on their own. Well, and Antonio Brown was a Patriot for all of like a game, right? <laughs> yeah, but I think it was like 11 days. <laughs> well, he's doing pretty well down south as well, I guess. We could t- keep talking football, but it doesn't sound, I mean, you go to Suffolk. I know the city of Boston is not a big college football town unless Boston College is really killing it. What is the sports scene like at Suffolk? What is, is it we all go to pro games on the weekends? Is it... We watch whatever the Alabama game is because they're the best team in the country. Like, what what is the sports scene like for Suffolk University? Yeah, for like the sports team itself, it's either I think it's D three or D two, so it's nothing crazy really on that end. But I mean, all the time, like as a student, you'll get emails from Suffolk. They'll be like, "Oh yeah, we're selling Bruins tickets for this day. We have Sox tickets for this day, or Celtics." So like, usually that's how they do it. The school buys a bulk of tickets. And then students will buy them and then they'll all go to the games together. But yeah, it's usually for that kind of stuff. It's either going out and going to hanging out at someone's place and watching the games and having fun or like going out to bars or whatever and doing it that way. But college sports, it's nothing crazy, especially since like the college sports up here in the Northeast are way different than it is down South. It's nothing close to that. Well, and you say it, like, I think of tailgating in the South and SEC big 12 country or even, frankly, in the Midwest, in Big Ten country. I wouldn't say that Northeasterners can't tailgate, though, because I've seen videos of the Bill stuff. It's just not for college sports. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we can definitely tailgate it up. It's nothing crazy for the college sports. It's all for the professional sports. Like you said, Bill's Mafia, that's a crazy one. I haven't been to a Pats game in almost 15 years, but I do know, like, tailgating outside Gillette Stadium, that's that's a fun time for sure as well. Well, and the Pats don't play in town. You got to kind of be, you got to want to get to Foxborough. It's not like yeah. on the way to anything. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's about like 30 to 45 minutes south of Boston, which is crazy, but still that place, I think it's like 60, 70,000. It's sold out every week. Yeah. So it shows, it shows that people will drive to go there, no matter if it's not even in Boston. In town, you've got the Celtics, the Bruins, and the Sox. We mentioned the Sox earlier. NBA season's around the corner. I don't think people realize that it starts as early as it does anymore because we all think of like Christmas Day basketball, but really they have yeah. this like six weeks of warming up almost. The, to Yeah, uh, I believe the season opener is uh, Tuesday. Right. And so my question is Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, 
I think Jalen Brown's a little dinged up right now, but I, they ought to have high expectations, right? Um, the Absolutely. Celtics are talented and young. And my question is really new coach, new front office people. What are you looking for in the Celtics this year? Looking for them to like actually play with some sort of identity last past couple of seasons. Like it would get later into the games and like, no matter if it was Tatum, Brown, smart, or anyone else, it's just like, they would chuck up shots just hoping it would go in. And some of them wouldn't even be good shots at all. They would just kind of like just shoot up whatever they can try and get. And like they're, when it gets later into the games, it seems like there was really no ball movement. And that's something the new head coach has been preaching lately. He wants them to be a more facilitating team. But it just, it's been a weird past couple of years for the Celtics because you go into one season, it'll be like they have this great squad with such high expectations. And then they just completely fail to meet expectations. So then you go into the next season and there's no expectations because they completely failed. But then they crazily overperform. And then it's just a constant back and forth between those two teams. So realistically, like, I do not have any expectations for the Celtics right now. I hope they're the best team in the East. That's what every every fan wants their team to be, is the best team in the league. But then they, it's just tough to see what will happen because obviously there's so many good teams in the East. The Celtics, they could easily be a top three team in the East, or I won't be surprised if they're like a six or seven seed, which they were last year. Like, There's really no telling with this team right now. Hopefully – Jalen and Jason can play like the stars they should be, which they have been being pretty good at it, but they definitely need to take, take an even bigger leap this year if the Celtics want to do anything. Yeah, and just fascinating because I look at their roster and I was like, this is the same, I mean, same core that was there for those Eastern Conference Finals runs. And I, mm-hmm. like, I, I, just, I don't know why, like, I think they'll be a six or a seven seed as I look at the East, but like, then I look at the roster, I'm like, oh, but maybe they're not. Maybe they're good. I, I, I just, I asked Boston, Boston fans, I should say, because there are frankly a lot of Boston fans dispersed across the country. Like you're not all in Boston anymore. Um, oh yeah. I I just ask because I'm always interested. I I don't I'm not sure where they're going to end up. You you've mentioned the Bruins a couple times, Chris, and I I mean maybe it's because I was born in Houston and grew up in Austin and we didn't have hockey. Uh, explain to me first of all where do you think the Bruins fit into the NHL landscape and 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 more of that kind of stuff I'm very very green when it comes to this though so I'm not going to have a whole lot of depth there but what do you think that because the Bruins are also starting I think they just hockey just started right um, yeah they just, uh, they just opened their season last night and they won so it's a good start for the Bruins so far guess it one to know so what are we expecting this year are we going to go undefeated I mean one to know so far <laughs> that'd be crazy if an NHL team ever did that but uh, <laughs> I'll be honest, like between the four Boston sports teams, the Bruins are the lowest on my totem pole. So I don't watch them intently as I do the other three, but I'll still watch them whenever I can. And there seems like they're always a good regular season team, but then it's they get to the playoffs and then there's just seems to be a team that either out muscles them or is just straight up better than them. But they have been making some good moves in the past couple of seasons. So hopefully they can actually go deep in the playoffs this year. Obviously they made it to the finals a couple of years ago, but they haven't been back there since they haven't won it since was it 2011 when I was like 13 and I'm almost 23 now. So, but hopefully they, hopefully they can change it this year. It just seems like they always kind of fall apart in one way or another when it gets a playoff time. <laughs> well, that, that made me feel old. You were 11 or 13 in 2011. That's uh, anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. How this is off of pro sports. We're at Belly Up as an intern now. Tell us 
how do we find Belly Up? Because we're we're a growing company, but we're not ESPN yet. Uh, so yeah. how'd you find us? So yeah, I, uh, Kevin, who is one of the top guys here at Belly Up, uh, I'm good friends with his stepbrother, and his stepbrother was like, "Hey, if you need an internship? I could possibly get you one. I'll get you in contact with my stepbrother." So I was emailing Kevin back and forth. So shout out to Kevin for getting me a spot here. I'm glad to be here and get get working. But yeah, that was really just it. Couple connections here and there, and here I am. I'm definitely excited to get going. It does look like it's a nice up and coming site for sports. Well, and fans of the show remember Kevin helped us preview the college football season. He's a diehard Alabama fan that I have not heard much from since the Aggie game. Um, <laughs> the last they won thing last I- night though. Yeah, one last night. They did beat Mississippi State. And then frankly, they dominated Mississippi State. Last thing I want to leave here on, Chris, is you've got a show as well. Um, You're a Boston sports fan. There's lots of stuff to talk about. Tell us about your Boston sports show. Yeah, so me and a couple of my friends who are also uh, broadcast journalism majors, big sports fans like I am, we just decided – Earlier this year, to start our own podcast called The Best of Bean Town. We do it through our uh, school radio station, Suffolk Free Radio. We were putting out episodes pretty often in the spring semester, but then summer hit and we all had our own stuff to do. Um, but now we're finally getting it back going again. So it should be fun going forward. But yeah, like the name suggests, like we're just talking about all the Boston sports as much as we can. And then, well, we definitely dive into other sports as well, depending on what we decide what we decide for the rundown to be but yeah just another sports podcast we're all, like i said we're all big sports guys and we want to make it in sports media so we had to start somewhere and that's how the best of being thomas started and that can be i'll listen to on uh apple or spotify podcast if anyone wants to check it out the best of beantown first of all the beantown's got a handful of championships like we mentioned in the last couple of decades so the best of the best mm-hmm. of beantown is is quite a, quite a name um and can I ask, you mentioned it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. When does it come out? When can people look for you? And are y'all, are y'all on social media and stuff like that? How can people find you? Yeah, so we have uh, we have Twitter and Instagram accounts where we post weekly updates about our episode and we post some clips from time to time. Um, and then, yeah, we uh, since we just started school back up recently, we only put out one episode this semester, which came out last Tuesday or Wednesday. We usually been recording on Tuesdays and post it on Wednesdays or whenever we can get out really. But yeah, we just going with that and hopefully we can get it back going up again. Cause it, it was fun. I, like, before we started it, I wanted to start a podcast for a long time. I just never actually got around to doing it. But then once we got that going, it's just been, it's been a blast and it's definitely helped me out in my pursuit of making in sports media. And I hope that we get to continue it even more going forward. So listeners of Evan Sports, go check out Best of Bean Town, wherever you get your podcast. Sounds like we're a once-a-week Wednesday-ish episode, but go check us out, a Best of Bean Town. That's where you can find Chris's voice much more often. But thank you for coming on today, Chris, and we're glad to have you. Chris, where can people find you on social media? Like I said with the podcast, uh, Instagram and Twitter as well. Um, it's either, I think tw- for Twitter, it's Chris underscore Slewa7. And then Instagram, it's Chris Lee with seven, no underscores or dashes or anything. Those are mine. I'm pretty active on both of them. Twitter more so than Instagram because Twitter is just a great place to be for sports from, from time to time. But yeah, <laughs> from that's, time where to they, time. yeah that's where they, yeah, that's where people can find me. For sure. 
for sure. Thank you for coming on again today, Chris. Uh, that's Chris Sliwa, our Belly Up Sports intern, and he's going to be helping us out behind the scenes here at FN Sports. You may hear his voice throughout the year if more Boston things come up. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for being on today, Chris, and thanks for the help, man. Thanks for having me, Parker. I'm uh, glad to get working here. Friends, that is another edition of FN Sports. Hope you all liked getting to know Chris. I'm sure we'll hear more from him throughout the year. And again, you can check out all the stuff he's doing with us on our social media pages. He's going to be fairly active, and so we can't wait to put Chris to work. If you missed the Hoops Talk, you're in luck with the NBA season starting. We have another edition of the Midweek Midrange coming out on Wednesday night. Find us on YouTube by searching the Midweek Midrange or on Instagram or Twitter at Midweek Midrange for the latest. We'll be live on both Twitter and YouTube on Wednesday night, sometime after 9 o'clock Eastern. As for me, my personal stuff, which includes podcasting, writing, general nonsense, a lot of talk about the Houston Rockets, the occasional sad story of the Texas Longhorns, and, of course, lots of L's on sneakers can be found at Painsworth 512 on Twitter. That's at P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H 512 on Twitter and Instagram. This show also is on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, we're at FNSports2 on Twitter. That's at F-I-N-S-P-O-R-T-S, number two, all one word on Twitter. And on Instagram, we're at F underscore N underscore sports. That's at F underscore N underscore sports. And we have merch. Use the links in our bio to find your way to our merch store. We have a student design t-shirt, a couple classics. And this month, October, we've been selling one breast cancer awareness special with all the proceeds heading toward the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. In fact, as I'm sitting here, I'm literally sitting here again, another Sunday, in one of my very own Flunk Cancer t-shirts. This current one I'm wearing is the off shade of pink. I also have the darker berry pink both fit great, both feel great, both look great, and the Flunk Cancer Campaign supports the show and a great cause. Be sure to grab a shirt or four and a mug and let people know you're not one to flunk with. We have another shirt coming out next week to get ready for No Shade November and supporting men's prostate health charities. Uh, be sure to check out our Twitter where we're voting on colors and things like that, and be sure to follow on Twitter for when we release those shirts. Be sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, and do all the wonderful things that help out the podcast and whatever you do. Please remember, when it comes to sports, don't flunk with us. Later, guys. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
U.S. Cellular has always believed that connection is the greatest gift of all. That's why we're giving everyone one line for $34.99 a month with unlimited data this holiday season. That's right, one line, unlimited data for just $34.99 a month. That's more than a great deal. That's locally grown connection from U.S. Cellular. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Visit uscellular.com for details. At U.S. Cellular, we care about our customers and our communities. Visit Cellular Advantage, a U.S. Cellular authorized agent located at 2012 Cornhusker Road in Bellevue. America's locally grown wireless at U.S. Cellular.